Bible said Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. He sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. I'm going to read those two verses again. Mark 14, 53 and 54. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest, and he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Again, we are continuing a series. They've each been different, but it's all about Christianity. Uh, we preached on crybaby Christianity. We preached on carnal Christianity. And today, by the help of the Lord, I want to preach on cold Christianity. Would you pray with me and pray for me this morning? Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you. God, for coming by our way and Lord, taking time out of eternity, God, to stop in and visit and move and work and speak in the hearts of people like those of us who are gathered here today. I pray, Lord, this morning for power and unction. I pray, God, for Lord, that... Touch from heaven that only you can give. Lord, I cannot preach alone and I don't want to try. So Lord, if you would, this morning come by one more time. God, preach me, Lord, as if it were the very last time that I'd ever stand and preach the Word of God. Oh God, may I take it seriously this morning. And God, may those who are here do the same. Lord, do that work that only you can do. Reach not only the ears, but the hearts of men and women in this place. And for what you do, I'll thank you and praise your lovely name. For it's in Jesus' name and for His sake. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated this morning. Quickly, if I could, by way of introduction, may I say it is right here in Mark's Gospel where they just led the lovely Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, away and they led Him unto the high priest upon the occasion of false accusations and charges of sins and crimes he had not committed. May I say previously uh, before this event, before he's carried uh, to the upper room with the high priest, uh, you'll find throughout Mark's gospel that Jesus has just partook in the Last Supper. Uh, you know the story right before Calvary uh, the Bible said that Christ gathered around the table and it was there. He looked at all of his disciples and uh, the Bible said he washed their feet and uh, he said this is my body with the bread uh, and he said this is my blood and uh, he, he told them I'm not always going to be here I'm fixing to be led away uh, uh, to die on a sinner's cross uh, uh, for the sin of the whole world and the Bible said it was right then uh, uh, that they began to reason within themselves uh, uh, trying to see who was going to be first in the kingdom of God. Why? Eleven of them were trying to figure out who the best Christian was among the, among the bunch. The Bible said there was one man 
the Bible said it was John the, uh, that disciple whom Jesus loved uh, oh John the beloved was the only one out of the twelve apostles uh, uh, that laid his head the Bible said on the bosom of the Lord uh, and they began to say uh, who's greater and Jesus spoke up he said well I just thought it would be a good time to inform you fellas uh, uh, there's a devil sitting in the midst of us uh, uh, there's one that will betray me uh, there's one that will sell me out uh, I don't have time exactly right now to look at it uh, but the Bible lets us know uh, they begin to reason among themselves once more and the Bible said they begin to ask uh, is it I uh, all through those uh, disciples uh, they asked the question brother Caleb is it I but old John the beloved he asked a different question uh, they were all saying is it I and John the beloved said who is it amen uh, would you help me this morning uh, in other words John said well uh, I, can, I can understand what you're saying but I'm not going to ask is it me Lord uh, who is it and the Bible said it was right there uh, that Jesus said it's the one uh, that will take his bread and dip it in the sop S-O-P uh, same abbreviation uh, for the sign of perdition uh, the Bible said that Judas uh, it was called the son of perdition and that Judas when he died uh, you know the story he sold himself uh, uh, for 30 pieces or sold Jesus uh, for 30 pieces of silver and he got under Holy Ghost conviction and the Bible said he went and hanged himself and the Bible says this of Judas when he died he went to his own place did you know in your King James Bible the Bible said the Antichrist is soon to come and he's going to come literally what it says from his own place and his name will be the son of perdition will Judas rise and resurrect I'm not sure but I know one thing he is without doubt associated with the, with the antichrist it could be a bodily resurrection it could be the spirit I don't know but I know this the spirit of antichrist you better hear me was present in this world when Jesus Christ was sitting at the table with the twelve disciples at the last supper washing their feet girding himself about with a towel at the spirit of the antichrist was sitting at the table then and the word of God said even now today is the spirit of antichrist ever present I believe the devil and the spirit of antichrist has always been on the edge of their seats for they know not the day nor the hour wherein the son of man cometh did you know even Jesus does not know when he's coming but all he's awaiting on is for the father to say go get your bride my friend it could be today when the son of God steps out on the clouds with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be called up hey good neighbor I'm not headed down this morning I'm headed up 
My Savior is not coming back to take sides. He's coming back to take over. He's going to be the lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm not afraid. I'm not fearful. I'm not living in worry and anguish and despair. I'm just a pilgrim passing through. My home lays yonder beyond the blue. I'm telling you we're near the end of the journey. Jesus says, one of you will betray me. Guess who speaks up that day? You always had to say something. Peter. You know what he says? I can tell you one thing right now, Lord, it ain't me. If, ain't, if somebody gonna cut you, it ain't me. I, a matter of fact, Lord, in case you forgot, I, ain't gonna, I, I can't be the one that's gonna cut you. I'll just cut somebody else for you. Y'all remember what happened before the last supper, don't you? He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Are you with me? He's praying to the sweat turns to blood. Here comes the, uh, the, the, the betrayer. And here he comes. And, and Judas sold him out. They said, whomever I kiss, that's him. And they went to get him. And Peter drew his sword and slapped that. Cut the ear plumb off that feather. He wasn't trying to cut his ear off. He cut his head off. Yes, sir. He's bad aim. Thank God that boy, he, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. He, yeah, he can believe right then. Thank God. He missed. Amen. Yeah. Jesus, you know what he did? It's amazing to me. I've preached this several years. I always preach this. It's amazing. Judas is the betrayer. Right. Sells him out. Delivers the scribes that he's with. Come on. Those are the same ones that just came and got him out of the garden of Gethsemane. Yes. You understand that, don't you? Yeah. That's the same people. They went from the Garden of Gethsemane down to the high priest of the upper room to falsely accuse him, to put him on trial. That's where they left from. You do realize that Judas shows up in the Garden of Gethsemane with a, with a pocket full of change, kisses him, and that's him. And Jesus greets Judas when he shows up and he says, Hello, friend. Yeah, yeah. Calls him friend. And then the man who laid hold on Jesus to arrest him and carry him and lead him away to be crucified. Peter tries to kill that man. And, and that's the same one that Jesus looked at and said, Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Wasn't that something? The betrayer, Judas, spirit of Antichrist, the devil. The Bible literally says that Satan entered into Judas. Yeah. He calls him friend. Yeah. But his preacher boy who's on fire for God willing to cut somebody right. calls him the devil. Yeah. Ain't that kind of God we serve? Listen to me this morning. I'm trying to tell you how that this thing is it, it we're rounding up. We're on turn three of the race. The checkered flag has been waving for quite some time. I mean, is there anybody in the room that can almost smell it? It's so close. Is there anybody in the room? Amen. Glory to God. You can taste the sweetness of the Lord on your lips. Is there anybody in the room feels like you're almost at the edge? Is anybody in the room in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a fearful generation? This generation is more afraid than any that's ever lived before. We're duped with fear. Is there anybody that has some kind of supernatural peace that's unexplainable? A peace sounds about like what the Bible said that passeth all understanding. I'm trying to tell you, neighbor, it's 
time to get right. It's time to get serious. It's time to get saved. It's time to get sold out. I'm talking about these people in here ain't preaching. Preachers ain't preached like this in 40 years. These people in here, you need to go out of your car and you need to rummage through your CDs and you need to get rid of that garbage you've been listening to. These people need to get on your DVR and delete some of them shows you're watching. These people in here that need to take your computer and throw it away because it's got a hold on you and a grip on you. You can't spend time on your face because you're always looking at everybody else's on the phone. I'm trying to tell you this morning, we're running out of time. God's still the same today as He ever was. The problem's not God's changed. The church has changed. We've grown cold and indifferent and stagnant and still on God. And we no longer put emphasis on the spiritual things, but on carnal things. We're not looking up. We're looking this way instead of this way. And the sinners dying and going to hell all around us. What's the problem? Cold Christianity. The church has grown cold. Let me tell y'all something. You walk in a church and it's the same atmosphere. Come on now. I was going through my home. But, I mean, that too is bad, but that wasn't what I was going You walk in a church and it's the same atmosphere as a funeral home. What's going on? I'm not, but Jeff, I'm not here for my emotions and how I feel. It's like a pep rally. Y'all remember pep rallies? They still do those? I don't know if they do or not. I remember when I was in school, man, I felt like I, I was, but I felt like I was, you know, 10 foot tall, which I'm not literally hacking back. Yeah. But I felt like I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I'd walk through there. That's what I looked like. Just, you know, I'm skinnier. A lot skinnier. And cheerleaders would be, you know, and the students would all be loud and excited. I'd walk through there, man, I'd feel so good. But then after it's over, then the coach had to come in for an hour before the game, holler and throw stuff and pump us back up. Why? Because it just fizzled out. There's nothing to it. You know, churches that are cold, there's nothing to them, but then the churches that have no substance, no truth, and all they have is a big hoorah, well, time you get out and go to work tomorrow and your boss first thing he does is stress you out, the pep rally's not going to help you live. Right? You with me? That's right. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Thank you know what I'm going to start Wednesday? Come on, Another series. Right. Sure am. You know what I'm going to be preaching on? The corruption of the charismatics. Come on now. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Let me tell you my points. Uh, it's going to take me a while to get through this. Number one, we're going to look at the indoctrination of temporary salvation. Hey. Number two, we're going to look at the misinterpretation of tongues. Number three, we're going to look at the identification of having the touch or the feeling of the Holy Ghost. The corruption of charismatics. Number four, we're going to look at the obsession of talents or gifts. Then we're going to look at the manipulation of trickery based on everything's an experience instead of evident according to the Scriptures. 
Then we're going to look at this in the corruption of charismatics. The qualification of authority. Women preachers. Then we're going to look at the determination of trauma. Or excuse me, the detriment, the, the detrimentation, that's a big word for a redneck, of trauma. Right. Means going to people, laying all over them, laying hands on them, yeah. being forceful and overbearing. Yeah. We're going to look at all that. That's just what I've got so far. That's going to start Wednesday night. You know what they got? They got pepper rally. There's no substance. There's no doctrine. It's all feeling. Why are you preaching on that? I have to. Not only do I got to preach truth, I have to expose heresy. Because you will get caught up in a roller coaster of religion somewhere, and you'll have nothing to make it through. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Flapping around like a fish out of water. I'm going to help you when the doctor gives a bad bill or when your husband walks away, or your wife dies, or your children go prodigal. I'm trying to tell you, you'd better know we're running out of time. It's time to get ready. It's time to get started. It's time for things that still want to make this church like to heat up. We're almost out of here. How Christianity is killing the church of the last day. You think you're the only good preacher around here? Nope. You think it's the only good church around here? Nope. But we're in the top three. As I only know, I just found out about one just the other day. And there's one down the road. The only ones I know of. There may be others. I don't know of them. I know where good people go. I know where churches are still using King James Bible. Right. But the dead as a doorknob. This is this thing we must worship Him in the Spirit. Some are so focused on the Spirit they forget about the truth. We must worship Him. They that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. You've got one crowd that's so caught up on the Spirit they have no truth. That's charismatic. They take everything in the Bible and twist it to get on their agenda. How many of y'all heard this? I was just talking to my mom. We had a little Bible study going down the road yesterday. Lowe's ripped me off. I about burnt the place down. I went in and bought a, flex, a box of flex. I was working. I was redoing all, pretty much all the heat and air in the house my mom and dad uh, got from my mom then. I bought this box of flex. supposed to be 25 foot in. I get a 45 minute drive now. I get up there, crack it open, fix it to go to work. You know, usually flex, it expands. <laughs> it didn't expand on me. Pressed up in there and pulled it real hard. Jerked the whole thing up about that long. It's supposed to be 25 foot. Somebody used it, put their little scrap back in the box, taped it up, took it back. Idiots. But anyways, you got ADD or something. I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyhow, Bible study. Yeah, I forgot where I was going. So I had to go back. I said, Mom, I just reminiscing, thinking about messages that's on my heart about charismatics. Have you ever heard that, 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 that crowd, charismatics, they always talk about being baptized with Holy Ghost and fire. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because you know what that's talking about? Yes, sir. Not really. I said, why don't you take your Bible? Yeah. Go over to Luke's Gospel or you can go to Mark's. Uh-huh. And what you're going to find, the Bible's speaking of the works and the deadness. The Bible said there's a tree and if it's dead and it's unfruitful it's been purged. It's to be hewn down and 
and it also says and the son, so is the, you know the son of man he's coming to purge and the Bible says this he is indeed baptized you in the Holy Ghost that's salvation that's all that is you know when you got saved you were baptized into the body of Christ through the spirit of God whereby we cry Abba Father Amen and I said, all that is is spiritual. You're baptizing the Spirit. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Your soul is circumcised, cut away from your flesh. That's how you're sealed to the day of redemption. That's how you can't lose your salvation. Because this flesh does not get saved. This flesh is going to sin until the day it dies. You sin in your sleep and don't know about it. If you're trying to confess all your sin to get to heaven, you might as well give up and get drunk. You ain't going to make it, neighbor. But thank God when I got saved, I got sealed by the Holy Ghost. I told you, I said, I want you to look at this. You know what it's talking about? He's talking about those who were unfruitful in their works. He said, you've been saved. You've been baptized in the Spirit. And you will be by fire. Because the Son of Man's coming back. And the, He's going to burn up the chaff. And He's going to take it to the barn. It's literally talking about unfruitful Christians. And then I told her, I said, get on Blue Letter Bible. And type these in. Yet, that's saved so as by fire. You know what the Bible said? That you can be turned over to destruction of the flesh. And the Bible said that we're going to be tried. Our way are going to be tried, whether they be gold, silver, precious stone, or wood, hay, and stubble. In other words, everything you're doing right now falls into one or two categories. It'll either remain or it'll be burned. It'll either be beneficial and eternal, or it's temporal and it'll burn. Wood, hay, and stubble, what's that do? It burns. But you're going to get you some gold, uh, some silver, and some precious stone and throw it in the fire. It will not burn. It's purified. It becomes better. You know what God's saying? He's saying, I'm going to try your words. And those of y'all who are cold Christians, you'll be saved by fire. In other words, your soul will not burn, but your whole life will burn up. It's not a special feeling. It's not fervency to be baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire. It's judgment. But what do they do? They take a verse. And they run. Yep. How do we get false doctrine? Misinterpretation of the scriptures. Second Timothy two fifteen says, "Study to show thyself." Worry about what your neighbor's doing. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not be ashamed. Look here! Look here! Look here! Look here! Look here! Rightly divided. This whole Bible is for you. I didn't plan on going here, obviously. I'm not looking at my notes, but it's okay. The whole, listen to me, that whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it is for you. But it's not all to you. If it is, in Exodus chapter number 12, when the institution of the Passover is, is instituted and introduced, you need to you need to be rounding up a spotless lamb, yeah, man, right. firstborn, 
You need to be with not wasting any of it. You need to fill the blood, the, the basin full of blood. You need to strike the doorpost because death angels coming. If not, somebody's got to find Solomon's temple. I mean, we got to get down there every year and let him go in the, the, behind the veil. Uh, I mean, with bells and pomegranates on his robe. Hey, by the way, just just is just good preaching. So I'm gonna beat it while I'm here. He had to wear a special garment, and the Bible called them service clothes. Somebody said, "You think wearing a suit makes you a preacher? Not a bit more than you putting a badge on makes you a cop." But I'm gonna tell you something. It's the best I got. And if I was going to see Donald Trump or going to see anybody else or going to see a judge or going to a graduation or a funeral, this is the very best I can do. You better know, neighbor, if I'm going to wear this junk for a funeral and junk for, for somebody in high authority, I want you to know when you walk in who the pastor is. I'm not changing. I'm not putting skinny jeans on. I'm not wearing bracelets. I'm not trying to wear V-Nuts and T-shirts with my chest Also walking hand in hand with compromised Christianity. People that get cold, they don't desire God, but they want all the benefits. You know what they do then? They conform. When they're cold and they're not, listen to me, real Holy Ghost Church has a price tag. We're going to pay for it. You want to know why some of y'all fight battles? Yeah. It's because of church you go to. I hate to tell you that. That's right. But let me tell you something. I preached this a while back. Do you remember? You know where you find people dealing with spiritual warfare? Yes, sir. You don't find them at the contemporary church. That's right. No, sir. I ain't saying they ain't got issues. A man born a woman is a few days full trouble. We all got problems. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. You know, good versus evil stuff. Right. Oh, you believe in all that? You better know I do. Amen. I ain't no charismatic. I'm not walking up to you and sucking the devil out of you and blowing it out into the streets. That's right. That's right. Anybody that does try that, they need to sue their brain for non-support. Amen. We can't do that. It's true. You know what that stuff is, don't you? It's a gimmick. People that don't know the Bible, they don't know truth, they're drawn to that stuff. Man, well, I don't know about it, but it's cool. They're not doing that. Listen, a cold Christianity leads you one or two roads. He's going to lead you down the trail of charismatic uh-huh. where it's all high feeling, flopping it forward, fish out of water. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's going to lead you down the road of, of, of contemporary conforming, compromise. Yes, sir. Yep. You don't need me either. Well, if I'm not to be a charismatic and I'm not to be a contemporary, what am I supposed to be? Oh, yeah. A Christian! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a per- somebody that follows Christ! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what Christian means. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? Christ. And so, if you're not careful. You'll go to the, too far to the right, there's a ditch. Yes, sir. Go too far to the left, there's a ditch. The straight and the narrow way. Amen. And few. How do you know we're one of the few, Brother Josh? All right. Well, the Bible said, and few there be in. Yeah. Very few. Right. Traveling that straight and narrow way. Right, Listen to me. I'm not letting up. Right, right. If you don't want real Bible preaching, I'm not asking you because I don't want nobody to leave. Right. But if you don't want it, I'm just telling you there's several options. Amen. Yeah. yeah. You, you can get your latte. Four dollars. 
It about makes me, it about makes me fellowship Sunday. We don't have Sunday night service. It about makes me want to visit. You just get me at cop, you know, a lot If they had a, if they had a caramel ribbon crunch, extra caramel, extra crunch, I'd be there. On Sunday nights. Get my get my coffee and shout, shout hallelujah real big loud one time, and then they'd escort me out. So you know. Yeah. But if you want something that's, you know, fluffy, flaky, it's out there. I'm going to tell you something, what God spoke to me. I ain't got nowhere even, I ain't got three paragraphs in my introduction. I'm going to tell you something. If you stay here, it's going to be hard for you to remain cold. That's right. right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Thank God. Yes, sir. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's not possible. Because yeah. it is. Oh, yes. But it's going to be hard on you. You're going to feel targeted. Yeah. Yeah. You notice every time that somebody comes to me feeling tar- feel that feel like they've been targeted from the preaching, I can look at their life and go, bump, 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 bump. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Are you with me? Yes, You're not targeted. It's going to hit you because it's hitting you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Brother Mark said it best. I haven't heard it. If your phone, if it's your phone, the one ringing, pick it up. Yeah, yeah man. I'm not being arrogant. I can't stand arrogant right. preachers. I know preachers that have all their truth right, but their spirit's rotten. Come on, yeah. they're bulldogs. They're meaner than the devil. Come on now. See, I'm not going to be a liberal. I'm not going to be a legalist. See, you've got King James only old time worship, right music, lights are still on, church just like we do. But all they want to focus on is the do nots. Yep. Right. Yeah. Hello, I got a whole lot more than do nots when I got saved. Yeah. Yes, God told me no to some things, but He opened up the door to yes a whole lot bigger. Amen. 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 I'm not enduring being a Christian. I'm enjoying it. Legalistic Christianity will make you endure serving Jesus. Yes, Liberal Christianity will make you falsely enjoy it. Amen. Because, see, there's no warfare, there's no opposition. Because right. what is that? It's not all the rules, it's all rejoicing. All, everybody look in your pew, we've got a pack of skittles for everybody today. Right. Jesus loves you. We know that. Come on, preacher. And this business of he loves you right where you are and just how you are is a lie. Right. Right. God loves all sinners enough he gave his son to die for them, but he don't sit and gaze and 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 his heart flood of when he looks at men who are rejecting his salvation. That's right. Are you are you all with I'm still preaching this morning? Listen to me. He does not rejoice over a sinner who says, I don't care that you sent your son. I don't care that he wore a crown of thorns. I don't care that he took a, a beating and down nine pounds. I don't care they spit on him. I don't care they hit him. I don't care they put three beard out. And God, well, poor thing, I love you. No, you're a God rejecter. And you will suffer the wrath and the judgment of the Christ's holy God. If you do not repent of your God rejecter. What you're telling God is, I mean more to me than you and your servants. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I don't care how you put it. That's what you're, saying. you're picking you over him. That's exactly yeah. right. 
Christians who are saved are picking themselves over him. You're in court too. Now let me say something. I just said a statement. You're in court. Let me tell you something. God is not walking around hovering over your life with a big hammer waiting to crack you. Oh, he's not. You better know. The Bible still says, whom the Lord loveth. Yes, sir. Oh, he's merciful. He don't whip me every time I observe it. I'll tell you that right now. There's been a few times when I did not regard my condition, my sin, my problems. And he let me give me grace as long as he's going to. He said, all right. Now it's time to crack the whip. Why? Because he hated me? No. Ain't nobody in here bends your children over the bed or over your knee and spanks them because you hate their guts. That's right. That's right. If you didn't care about them, you wouldn't whip them. Amen. Reason you whip them is because you don't want them to turn out to be a fugitive. Yeah. Reason you whip them is you don't want them to turn out to be a thug or a thief or a murderer or a pervert. Or, or, are you with me? That's why you whip them. Yes, sir. Well, make this honor you. You whip them because it's someday Junior's going to be 18. He's going to get pulled over for about 63 and 55. And if he ain't never had to fear you, he ain't going to fear that police officer. He's going to get mouthy. He's going to get, he's going to get pulled out of that vehicle, took to jail. He's going to get his brains beat out in jail. It's going to make him more rebellious. And he's going to do it more and worse the next time because he's carrying a chip on his shoulder. And the devil tells him the whole world's against you. Then he gets an attitude. And and he gets Did you bust the window of the church van? 
You're alive. What's that doing? It's training him. Because guess what? He is alive. That's right. Because one day, when he grows up a little bit bigger, God's going to, when the preacher's preaching online, Brother Dax mentioned this morning, you know what God's going to creep up in his heart and say? You're alive. You're alive. That's right. Then that back, he's going to back up. Or if I say you're a liar and, I, and, and the parent lets him get by with saying, no, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell you, sir. When they say no, I'm not, or you're a man, you jerk their tails up. Yes, sir. Like that right there, and you get yes, you a rock. Go get my rod out of my basket, my green basket, and the right left side of the white one really with Calm down. I'm demonstrating for everybody that so I'm keeping your butt crack covered, son. What do you do when that when you say, hey, you say yes, ma'am, yes, no, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You be respectful and they disrespect their, t their teachers or the social teachers or somebody in the church. You get them home, you explain to them, listen, this is jerking them up and beating the car out of them and helping them because they don't know what they're even getting up for. But if you'll say, son, I taught you better that you're a liar, you're disrespectful, you're dishonoring, you're no, that's no good. We're not putting up with it. You take that rod and you beat, I'm talking about beat their tail. You know what it does? It trains them yes. for the day. Yes, sir. How many of y'all remember the day the Holy Ghost came on you and went? But if he has the option to rear his fist at daddy, he's going to get 15. If he has the option to rear his fist at daddy and cuss daddy out and tell daddy mind his own business, when God corrects him, he'll shake his fist at God. That's why we train That's right. That's good for you. That's why it's important. Yes, sir. I said I'd like to say this. You're cold and have no intentions on changing and you're saved. This is going to be your life here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Not because all I preach is doom and gloom. Been accused of that too. Are you with me? No, it's truth that upsets people. Yes, sir. Exactly right. Everybody. Yes, sir. That's what bothers people. You want to know why? Because they're trying to resist God. They don't want to correct things. They want to work it out in their time. God's saying it's now's the time. You know what they're saying? No. I want this. I'm content being a crybaby. Well, <laughs> rub it. Hello, we all still here. Is everybody? Yes, sir. I want to be a crybaby. Can I tell you, most crybabies want to stay crybabies. Because crybabies get their way. Because when they're allowed to be a crybaby, they keep being a crybaby because they know being a crybaby gets them what they want. That's right. That's it right there. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not being arrogant. God in heaven knows my spirit this morning. I don't care how much money you give. Right. Oh, yes. I don't care how much influence you have. Yeah, man. If you think I'm changing what I'm preaching from that Bible for you and your benefit, you've lost your mind. I started this church without you. I can make it without you. I'm not being arrogant. Preachers can say that arrogantly. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just simply saying, and have to have you get the work started. I want to have you see the finish. I want you here, but if you're not willing to let God correct you, you remain cold. That's fine. You can be cold. I want you here, but you're going to get this a lot. 
Yes. I mean, I'm just honest with you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I ain't even getting nowhere. This whole message coming. You know why Peter? Hold that. You want to know why Peter's at the fire? Yes, sir. He's cold. Yeah. What's he done? I got I got sidetracked for about 30 minutes. Uh -huh. <laughs> he followed from afar. The Lord told him. There's a betrayer here. Peter spoke up. I ain't got time to look at it right now. He said, Lord, I'm going to tell you something. It ain't me. I'm going with you all the way. Jesus looked at Peter. What did he say? Y'all remember? He said, before the roosters can start in the morning, find a voice I can really do a good job on that. Come on. Before the rooster can my voice is gone. I'll hit you Wednesday. I'll get you Wednesday. I can do it. I can make turkeys gobble when I do that too. Anyways. See, it's springtime. I'm getting ready. Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. You know what happened? They came and got Jesus. And you know what he got to thinking? If they're going to leave him away and kill him, we're his disciples. So he said, well, I'm all right. I'm still following Jesus. We ready? But it's falling from afar. Yeah. I wonder how many Christians are sitting here today. You think you're all right because you're still at church. Right. But you're not close to Christ. Right. You're falling, but you're Amen. falling from afar. Yeah. You're not close. And if you're not close, let me tell you what you are. Amen. Follows from afar. Amen. I'm still seeing. Yeah, but you're not supposed to just be seeing it. You're supposed to be old hands with it. Falling from afar, and he gets cold and indifferent. Guess who's around that fire down there? All the servants, the scribes, and Pharisees who just led his Savior to be falsely accused to be crucified. Yeah. Guess who's standing in the midst, warming his hands? You know what he was? Cold Christian. Yeah, right. Amen, Let me tell y'all something. You can try to bring the end of this world all you want. Yes, sir. There was a little maid woman there, and she said, uh, if I ain't mistaken, I think you're one of his, ain't you? What happened? Try number one. No, not me. You look a whole lot like that crowd that follows that. Nope, not me. Then we go on down. The Bible said she said it again. Same woman. This man's one of him. One of his. And I can tell by the way he's talking. What did Peter do? He'd been waiting for an opportunity to drop, drop yeah. some bombs. Huh? <laughs> you blankly, blankly, blankly talk about blankly, blankly me, blank. Dog. Why? He's trying to fit in, but he's a Christian. And then again they come. He said, not me. About 15 minutes later. <laughs> You know what Jesus said? I'm going to get ahead of myself. i got to finish this message. I'm done right here. So there, go be, get ready to find us a song. I'll tell you what, hold off on that. Play me something. Go ahead and start playing something. Brother Jeff, this, is, this amazes me. As far as we know, it's the last time Peter and Jesus had any communication before Calvary. 
As far as we know, it's probably the last time they were together. It's in that upper room with the high priest right before he's left Calvary. And three times before Calvary, Peter said, I don't know you. I don't know him. Jesus dies. He resurrects. You know what happens when he dies, don't you? Peter's the first one to lose his mind. He said, boys, I can take this. I'm going fishing. That's what I used to do. That's my comfort zone. I'm going back on the seas. That's who I am. Just an old fisherman. Just an old singer. I, that's all I know. I, I'm good at that. Not right now. I'm clueless. I've been following this thing for three and a half years. I, I'm heartbroken. I don't know what to do. So I'm going back to my old life. Not only did he go back, he took the mother disciples with him. Catch this. Even John the Beloved went with him. Power of influence. I preach a message on that too. He had influence, great influence. He drugged those good ones out with him. Fished all night. Didn't catch a thing. In the middle of the night, here comes Jesus. He said, Hey, have you any meat? They thought he was a ghost. Scared them to death. He said, Who is that man? Yes, he recognized his voice. John the Beloved. He said, That is the Lord. Peter heard them words. He jumped overboard. Yeah. Why? He was butt naked. That's He's out on a boat cussing and drinking naked. Yeah. He didn't give up. Yeah. He's denied his Lord three times and just watched him bleed out on Calvary's yeah. Yeah. You better know his mind. It is the Lord. Peter jumps in the water. The Lord looks out and he says, Hey, boys, cast your net on the other side. Lord, we've done that. Cast it on the other side. The Bible said they cast it on the side. They had so many fish they couldn't. Guess who the one that did all of them help finish bringing them all in the boat was? Go read this. Take the Bible. You know what the Lord said? He said, all right, boys. You've done what I've told you to do. He went to the seashore. And got him some firewood. He built that firewood up good. And he struck a match. Lord, he said, hey, Peter, come and dine. Come and dine. He said, me, Lord? Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Talking to me. Boy, I've been there. Surely, Lord, you're not going to warn me. He said, Peter, come and dine. All them fish you just caught, we're fixing the fellowship. Lord, you do realize who you're talking to. I was just drunk and cussing and naked and life's words. You heard me speak. Those words of denial. He got him up with Jeff to the fire. I love this. And he said, not the John the Beloved, not the James. He said, Peter, love us, not Peter. He said, yeah, Lord, I love you. He said, feed my sheep.
next time he sees Jesus, Jesus takes him back to the place where he left him, around the fire, as a cold Christian. He said, Peter, you denied me three times, so we can't undo that, but we can get things back up to par. Love us, thou me. Yeah, Lord. Love us, thou me. Yes, Lord. Love us, thou me. Yeah, Lord, I love you. Listen to the child of God. I've said all that to say this. You may be cold, but the fire has been built. And it's been amazing that God's grace is so good, Brother Jack, that the very next time he sees Peter, he says, I want you to come fellowship. Listen to me. He loves you. Our minds can't comprehend how we can get out of fellowship and he'll still go back to the same, do the same thing where we left him. Build another fire and rekindle that heat and that fervency in your heart one more time. But he will. Some of you deny me. Time and time and time again. You know what you need to come to the altar and do this morning? You need to tell him, I love you. I love you. I mean, would it hurt every, every Christian in the building just to fall on your face and humble yourself before God and say, Oh, God, I love you. I love you. You know what he's doing this morning? He's standing at the altar. Here's what he's saying. Come and die. I just want your fellowship. Just come and dine. But Lord, I betrayed you. Just come and dine. Lord, I've forsaken you. I just come and dine. Lord, I've done wrong. Just come and dine. He deserves fellowship with his children. What a lovely scene. Oh, Christian. You came in cold. You better hear me. You don't have to leave that way. Folks are coming. How about you? I've said all I need to say. Cold Christianity. How about you? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you get out of your seat and just be honest with God? Say, hey, Lord, I've I broke fellowship. I, I've got out of communion. Lord, I've not done right. I, but God, I, I, I want to I make this right. Lord, I need to get saved. Whatever you need, He's calling to you this morning. Come and dine. Come and dine. Come and dine. Come and dine. He loves you. Telling that you love him. Father, we love you. Bless this invitation. Thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name.